Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome, welcome back. Rambler's episode is Woodcut Bullshit. Or for those who don't have a stupid semi-Russian accent, it's vodka bullshit. <laughs> a potentially controversial subject, we're looking forward to diving in and sharing our thoughts and outrageous opinions. Sometimes based in fact, sometimes just based in our own fantasy world. It's just fine, whatever. And also, we are not alone. Joining Justin and myself today are Allie from Karu Distillery Down Under and Mindy from Exigency LLC. Back for some more as her first go-around as co-host wasn't quite enough to turn her off. So we're going to do better this time, scare both these ladies off. Now, I'm just kidding. We are so happy and excited to have you both back with us. Thank you for taking the time and welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us back. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome in. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I haven't had the Spetsnaz after me yet, so it's going to be fun after this episode what, to see what happens. Um, so. uh, well, jumping into the news before we get into our real topic of the day, Glenn Fittick. You might know them for their fantastic single malt scotch from Speyside. They also do a lot of awesome work with sustainability. I've written about it. We've talked about it extensively. But in that same vein, they are now powering their lorries, aka their trucks, with green biogas. Uh, so this is super cool. They, are, they have created fuel for vehicles from their distillery waste. Now this tech was created by their parent company, William Grant and Sons, and uh, this was gonna reduce their carbon emissions by about 95% each year, roughly the equivalent of planting 4,000 trees per truck. So that's fucking awesome. Good on them. Go Glenn Fittick. Sweet. I like, when, I like when people go green. Yep. Always good. Go green or die, bitches. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So, um, does anyone have a Sours the Mash this week? <laughs> or or want to share what's in your glass? Either, 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 or. either one. Well, I can tell, I can start us off with Sours your Mash. So, basically, at the moment uh, where I am down under, especially in my little region where I am now, I'm not allowed to leave the house. But before I was allowed to leave the house, um, we, I was just confronted with shitty drivers constantly. And so my, what sours my mash the most, and this is all across the country, is when people don't use their indicators or they honk you as soon as the light goes green, it's like, fuck off. Like, is there some <laughs> magical portal that I'm not seeing that's going to get me there faster? Like, we're all going nowhere fast. Just slow your roll and just behave yourself. And just, yeah. you know, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> The amount of shit drivers I see here in Connecticut is insane. People doing crazy dangerous shit, just zipping in and out, not signaling. It really, really isn't going to get you there that much faster that you are taking not only your own life, but countless other lives. Yeah. It, it's like, what the fuck, man? 
Yeah, or when like you you give people because like there's a merging lane and you give them the opportunity to merge because that's the traffic law and they just don't want to abide by it. Oh. And they try to like go up the side of everyone else and like try to get in there a bit quicker and it's like, yeah. Excuse me, princess. Like, where I, do you think you're yeah. going? I feel you. I feel you like, on the that one. That I provided for you, not good enough. Mm. You had to just cut off everybody else and make an absolute fool out of yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. as sour as my mash. <laughs> right on. <laughs> good, to, good to know that traffic sucks everywhere on the planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, know, we know it sucks around you, Justin. That's not even my sour as my mash today. We'll come back to me. I'll let the ladies go first. Uh, well, okay. Nothing to do with traffic except New York City traffic sucks. Man, as we're talking about vodka tonight, just made me a little nostalgic for the quote-unquote good old days when Julia was in her young 20s and she could just shoot shots like a boss. God, like no one could do more shots than I could. That was just amazing. Holy shit, kids. I, woof. Let me tell you, it's probably a good thing I don't drink like that and can't anymore, but it was a shining moment of glory for for a year-ish or so. Good memories, but oh man, how the fuck did I survive that? Yikes. Wait, what, you remembered? <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know, some of it gets a bit fuzzy, and but yeah, I can imagine what the nights <laughs> must have been like. Yeah. <laughs> there were some, definitely some good times. Granted, though, I think it was typically tequila. I don't remember shooting a lot of vodka, but tequila, whiskey. Oh my god, I will never do picklebacks again. <laughs> I love whiskey. I usually did what, some of those with a with um just before this lockdown um, when we were still allowed to have at least one person over. <laughs> wow. Um, and picklebacks is like the main shot of choice. I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah. I mean, great memories and then disgusting and it will never, ever happen again. But, you know, that's uh, how shots work, right? Or if you do like a pickleback piggyback, so you have to do a pickleback on someone's back. Oh, (laughs) well, I miss that. That sounds fun. (laughs) Not after like the fifth one. (laughs) Yeah, no, I had six and that was probably five too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, Mindy, what's going on in your life? What's that was your mash? Oh man, so I was gonna say customers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change this to tourists. Okay. Ooh. So I live I live in a resort town. Um I am from Texas. I currently live in New Mexico. Um, but 99.9% of the people that visit us here are from Texas. And it's gotten to the point to where anytime I see a Texas license plate, I just can't deal. Don't wanna <laughs> don't have anything to do with them. Um, I almost hit somebody in our downtown area the other day because they don't abide by the traffic lights. They just, they jump out from in between the cars and think they can just cross the road whenever it's four lanes of traffic, like, and they throw up their hands, like, oh my God, what are you doing? You almost hit me. And it's like, bitch, like use the crosswalk. Like there's traffic moving here. The speed limit is 35 <laughs> and <laughs> we close our doors daily at five. It's plastered across our front door. Hours, 10 to 5. It's 5.30 and I'll be in the back, you know, 
wrapping up receipts and stuff and I'll hear jingle jangle jingle jingle people pounding on the door and pulling on the door and it's like y'all are gonna set off the alarm and call the cops like this is a gun store <laughs> you can't be doing that but it's just the entitlement the mm. you need my money to survive bullshit and I'm just I'm over it that's what sour's yeah. my mouth today <laughs> uh, I, I don't often close the shop but when I do it's on Sundays and all liquor sales in Connecticut stop at six on Sundays. This is not new. This has been going on for years and yet, and yet there will always be people coming up at 6.03, 6.05, banging on the door, peering through the glass, like, no, bye. Really, you couldn't have planned your day better? No, no, just go away, go away. Good Justin, uh... what's ours your mash this week, man? So before I get into what sours my mash, because it's a doozy, I want to know what everyone's drinking because we are talking about vodka and I I have some just around, a lot of craft vodka. And I, I've never, I don't think in my lifetime I've ever purchased just like, hey, I need a bottle of vodka around the house. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what's in everybody's glass tonight. Why don't we start with uh, the illustrious Allie? Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're illustrious now. <laughs> I have my thesaurus open. I'll, I'll add that to my resume. <laughs> um, yeah, so to go with the theme of this podcast today, I have vodka, but when you, when I hold it to the camera, it's like backwards, but the listeners can't see that anyway. But I, I have cool. Sheepway Vodka from Tasmania. This is the vodka uh, that pretty much changed my opinion on it. It wasn't that drink that you uh, have a couple of sips of like, or half a bottle of and then end up dying in a paddock in the middle of nowhere. Um, it became something that was a lot more about um, a lot more texture for me and a lot of mouthfeel. And that's when I started drinking better um, kind of cocktails and stuff like that using vodka because yeah, this one's just awesome. So it's made by a small craft distillery. Um, I'm friends with the owner and distiller Um and yeah, they're amazing. So their family owns a sheep farm. And so they use the byproduct of um, the cheese that they make and they ferment it. They convert the sugars and they make it into a vodka. So um, yeah, it's really, really, really nice. It's got like such a, um, such a great mouthfeel. It's so silky. It's so desirable. It doesn't have like any kind of off really offensive ethanol notes in it it's just brilliant from start to finish and I'm really glad that we were doing vodka today so I kind of just reacquaint myself with it mm. um but yeah it's just absolutely stand out there is a reason why it wins best vodka in the world at um the world vodka awards and stuff like that just year after year just smashing the competition out like I'm honored to even have this in my bar <laughs> damn I want some that sounds fantastic yeah. <laughs> right uh julia oh yeah well i had a bit of a mishap i have some lavender vodka that someone made for me and it's really good and i tried i thought club and vodka right that's that's a typical drink oh my god it was terrible um i should have i forget how i drank it the first time because it was fantastic and then i had it this time I'm like and then I tried to save it and it was Ugh. so I just went with my old classic standby of a chocolate martini 
Uh, really fantastic, super simple, ounce of vodka, two ounces chocolate liqueur, and two ounces coconut creamer, and it's the tits. It's so good. Who doesn't like liquid chocolate? Yours. Yeah. <laughs> Mindy, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking vodka. I'm just kidding. I'm. <laughs> this is no good. I'm doing an alley. I, I'm drinking gin, right? Um, <laughs> the bottle says, for all of you who can't see it, it says weeded vodka and it's X'd out with a permanent marker and then written over that says gin. Perfect. So <laughs> I did have vodka in the house at one point in time, but I got down to the last inch of it. Um, I had a bottle of um, Monkey 47. It's my favorite gin. Ooh, and nice. my cat knocked it off my counter. Son of a bitch. That's what cats do. Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. Typical cat, right? So I was able to salvage what was left of it. So I poured out <laughs> the last bit of vodka. And this is now full of gin. <laughs> so that is what I'm drinking tonight. I am having some gin. It's the only clear liquor I have in my house. Nice. nice. I mean, it's it's a good spirit. Well yes. done. Nice. I'm biased, but yeah, it is good. <laughs> All right, Justin. All right. Hit us. Um, I... I, for those who know me, know I'm a, I'm a brown liquor guy. Um, a lot of whiskey in the house. I do have a cubby and a half worth of vodka and a little more of, of gin. Um, I don't I do not do it often, um, but because of this, I wanted to do uh, a kettle, classic uh, kettle uh, martini. So I took um, some, uh, some Blanc Vermouth um, and a dash of pastiche bitters. Um, and I have to say, for someone who doesn't make cocktails as often as I should. I definitely need to make more, more cocktails. That's hundred percent sure. Um, I, I fucking nailed it. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Fucking nailed it. So it's it's got, and I, and I, I read for an, another episode that's coming very soon. I submitted um, some questions out to the general populace. Hey, what are the favorite myths and all this other stuff? And somebody came back with, this idea of just a whisper of vermouth is bullshit. And so I I used a good chunk of vermouth in this. And I gotta say, it's I'm a fan. Rather than just the rim of the glass or just a whiff of, of vermouth or just you drink it while staring at a picture of the inventor of vermouth, whatever kind of bullshit is out there. Uh, that is, uh, that is uh, debunked as of right now. I have hence debunked it, but... Um, so, which is funny because that also sours my mash, um, is people being too college or too college or, um, I, I get it all the time. I've gotten it since high school, um, where people are just like, you're too fancy or you're too, you talk up or down to people. Um, I had someone comment a few months ago, in fact, when I said, where's the washroom? And either people say, are you from Canada or are you a snob? And I'm like, neither that's just what i fucking say and then they listen to me talk for more than five minutes like oh my god you're trash i'm like yes this is what i'm trying to fucking tell you the whole time i'm the least snobby fucking person on the planet like now you've made me self-conscious because i call it the loo because i've like i just pick up words in my travel and People just don't say Lou here, but it just sounds nicer than where's the bathroom? This is what I'm saying. (laughs) When I first pulled into California, I was actually visiting a friend in a distillery in a friend in Half Moon Bay, California, which is now seven years later, now where I I live. 
Um, and I pull into this gas station and the Guatemalan guy behind the counter made fun of me. I was like, where's the washroom? He's like, are you from Canada? Like, I mean, there are worse things in the world to be considered than Canadian. Yeah, this is, no, I understand. Of course I understand that, but it's just sort of like, because I don't, whatever. So this episode is about, to me, it's about answering the age old question of is vodka bullshit? Um, I've had this over the years where people are just angry about vodka. I don't know why. Tito's uh, is synonymous with <laughs> making things up uh, in this country. And so there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of wrong information. So why don't we jump into this? I'd love to hear your thoughts as a distiller Ali, what do you think about vodka? What do you think about its, its popularity? Everything about it. What, let's let's start there. Sorry, it just like froze on me and I got like the last part of that. So I'll just run with it. And if I skip anything, just right. come at me with those questions again. So as I briefly touched on before, it was usually one of those things that you drink when you're like where I'm from, you're allowed to legally drink when you're 18. Um, so like when you're a rabid child with... um. <laughs> with a bottle of vodka, you can get up to a lot of trouble. Um, so basically it was a, a lot of people, all the pre-drinks and stuff like that, like RTDs uh, were predominantly, um, were made with vodka. So, um, and we call them like Alco Pops. I don't know what any other part of the world calls them, but over here they're called Alco Pops. And um, yeah, so you just go a little bit too happy-go-crazy with the little bit of the tether of freedom that you get from the law. And, um, yeah, so everybody just overdoes it on vodka and it gets such a very bad rap. And so for me, it was one of those things where, like, you know, I to this day I still can't have Smirnoff apple. Like, it just... Oh, um, with, oh my God. <laughs> I think we all have something that makes us go... Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, speaking yeah. of vodka, for me, it's blueberry vodka lemonades. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. Dangerous. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely yeah. not a thing. And it's, it's one of those things where it just got such a bad rap of just being like, you know, when you, when you go to a pub or something or a club and it's like, yeah, I'll have like a vodka Coke or something like that. And it's just, it was made to be something that like you can drink without really tasting it so much. And I think that's where everybody got used to having such shitty vodka out there. Mm. And the thing that I personally really like is when I first started, um, I quit my job and I flew to the other side of the country and um, where I actually met the people who were distilling the vodka that I was trying before. Um, I got on a bus with a whole bunch of strangers, went to some people's house and had people cook me dinner and they took me to the garage. And I was like, okay, if this is the last time I'm going to be seen and alive. <laughs> Great way to die. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, it, it's been a good ride. And so I get taken into the garage <laughs> with my now husband. And we had met before that, we have a distillery together. Just to clarify, so the story's not so weird as it sounds like it is. Um, and I was given, uh, these, these people who were wholesalers were just like, okay, well, like, you know, we, we want to start developing your, your palette and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and they gave me like this book and they opened it up and there was a bottle of vodka in there. 
And I was like, oh, excellent. And so that vodka, um, I was a little bit like, oh God, I'm going to have to be polite and just like shot this and uh, just kind of make faces like I enjoy it. And (laughs) yeah, lo and behold, it was really smooth and it was really silky. And it was just, uh, that was for me the beginning of um, actually appreciating good vodka. So it's not just like there's there's good vodka and there's shitty vodka. So it's just that getting to the point of getting to the to the good vodka. Like I would never go to a pub or something and order like that, that's not a specialized cocktail bar and order something with vodka in it. Or like I'd probably just only get something with whiskey in it. Um, and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like. Um, but it really found its place in cocktail culture. So I really appreciate martinis now and I get so much flack from people because like, um, I, like I love gin. I haven't always, but um, I make gin now. I also make a vodka. And um, so it's just about like getting that, that journey to, to where you're at. And for me, it was being introduced to good vodka and then learning its place in there. So like through a good martini or anything like that, it's not something that is meant to be completely flavorless or like for me, what's the point of actually really drinking? Um, so it's like, if you, if you can't taste it or it doesn't bring anything to the table, if you're going to have it with cranberry juice, you may as well just have cranberry juice and a shot then, of something. Yeah, cranberry <laughs> juice is an alcoholic, but that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> You can always always have a a pickleback on the side. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But it's interesting you mentioned that it shouldn't be flavorless because that's part of the legal definition of vodka. It's colorless, odorless, flavorless spirit. And honestly, there are so many different vodkas on the market that are flavored. And unfortunately, they're artificially flavored. Yeah. (laughs) I know some local producers that do some really fantastic locally sourced, real, fresh, organic ingredients, all that jazz. It's fantastic. But then it comes out slightly colored and potentially cloudy. And then people would look at that on the shelf and not buy it because they think there's something wrong with it. Whereas they'll go and buy this fucking flavored nonsense vodka that is just absolutely chock-a-block full of chemicals and think that's what vodka is so it's just very interesting the consumer perspective yeah. of what vodka is yeah so basically um the, the way that i kind of describe it as well is you have um again a big misconception on vodka as well is that it's just solely made from potato i have so many people come up to mm. me at like markets and shows and they're like oh like what's the difference between like you know gin and vodka and stuff like that and it's like it, vodka's made from potatoes i know it and it's like no 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 no, no. it's not um, but also different, um, the, like, because there is like a, a, a legal legislative, like definition of what vodka is, um, and it's not potato. So, and it's, it's basically what you described before. Um, but the materials that you can use to create vodka basically and ferment, um, and also the distiller stills really give a big, difference to the flavor profile of it as well. So if someone was going to like pot distill, um, like a, like fermented, say, cause I work with sucrose, I'm gonna say molasses. 
um, and, and you run that through a pot still, you're going to have to do that a lot of times before it gets to being like absolutely neutral and you need like big industrial plate columns to be able to strip it of all of its flavor. But um, in saying that, like a lot of um, the, the beauty of where vodka kind of comes from is its base material as well. Like mm. pain vodka is different to wheat vodka and, you know, sugar beet is different to like, you know, potato or milk. Yeah, I tried a fantastic quinoa vodka. I was blown yeah. away. I didn't, I'd never heard of a quinoa vodka and that was super cool. I also didn't know until pretty recently, you could make it from milk. There's one from New Zealand called Broken Shed. And I was so surprised they make their vodka from whey. Yeah. So, I saw one, so that's um, what this, uh, this vodka that I was drinking before is that's made from sheep whey. Recently, there has been one that came out and it was camel whey. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Camel whey and honey. And I was like, uh, I don't know how it feels. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'll try it at least once. <laughs> um, every year, we come across a bottle of mare's milk from mm -hmm. mare's milk vodka from Kazakhstan. Whoa. Oh, that's Super really cool. interesting. Um, so... Vodka, yeah. So to Julia's point, yes. The legal definition in the U.S., because there's unfortunately there's no international, there, there, I take that back. There are some international definitions of some things, but not really enforceable. <laughs> so <it's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there are competitions that have very specific definitions. Um, if I'm a flex, if I'm allowed, I'm going to flex a little bit. Flex away. I was a judge last year at the World Spirits Awards. Oh, fancy, um, fancy. And I got, I did get the, the best vodkas. Um, and so I have three here in front of me. Um, one is the two, two are pure neutral vodkas. Um, and one is a flavored vodka, but, uh, the idea that vodka is without distinctive character is stupid. Um, yeah. it says in the TTB definitions that it has to be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color. Color is easy. Taste is pretty easy. Um, aroma, sure, but distinct, yeah. So if take a look at a bottle of Grey Goose. You are drinking baby cognac. Think about that. You're drinking baby cognac. Mm. Hasn't been put into a barrel, but it's the same thing. It's, there's, there's actually a very interesting story behind it about how the distiller Basically, cognac, the, the um, distillers of cognac said, fuck off. You're not going to make this. We're, we're, we're known for this. You can't, you know how the French are. Um, we're known for this. You can't do this. And he went on and did it. And it's a huge brand. Um, the idea that it, it can't be, don't get me wrong. There are vodkas out there who are basically tarnish. They're just like, let me use this to clean off a smudge on my paint. Or let me use this to clean my tools. And I will do that. My wife has these things. Um, she goes to this Sephora, I think it's called Sephora place. Yeah. Yeah. She gets all these little free little like eye things and they're but perfect because you're waving mascara ones is just, I think that's what he's trying to. That's true. <laughs> anyway, they have these like perfect little bristles. Yeah. And yeah. I use them for tool cleaning in my, for my tool, like the small little crevices that I can't get into. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, babe, the next time you go there, you're going to spend a thousand dollars anyway grab me a bunch of those and I have a stack of them in the garage where I use I'll dip them in alcohol use them to clean off something that I, I, I need to get into 
it worked because I'm not spending thousands of dollars on tool cleaning kits and shit like that. So yeah, vodka, it works. Yeah, I used vodka to take off a temporary tattoo when I was a teenager. There you go. I also um, use it to clean my walls when I need to put up those sticky tabs for posters and shit. It says yep. you alcohol. I'm like, I got vodka. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so multi-uses here, people. That's what we're saying. Uses. Keep and, an open. And, we're, and we're not talking about quality vodka because there are some incredibly decent vodkas out there. Um, I remember uh, Beluga, such an interesting vodka. Um, I remember selling it in Chicago years ago. It was like 150 bucks a bottle. Why? I don't. I don't know. It came with a caviar set and a bunch of other stuff. But um, vodka isn't bullshit. I think is the point of this episode. And we're done. All right. You're, yeah, you just debunked the entire <laughs> the whole thing. The whole episode. It's over. You Wrap know what? It up. We're done. As Mark isn't here, fuck off, Justin. That's there. That's there. <laughs> sit there and drink my martini while you guys continue to discuss is vodka bullshit because we don't know yet. Well, Justin knows. <laughs> I guess I'll jump know. in. Well, he has he has an opinion. He doesn't know. No, no, it's in the things behind me. It tells me. Uh, it's books for those listeners out there. It's it's books. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of books. That's a goodly amount of bookage. It right keeps there. it keeps going. <laughs> uh, well, I will say, vodka definitely has a time and a place. Whether it's drinking it for the purity of the spirit, as Ali was talking about, how she really likes it just as is, or in the myriad of flavors it comes in. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm embarrassed about this or not, but it's just, it is what it is. Smirnoff has their um, root beer vodka nips. Do you know how, Justin, hey, <laughs> hey now, Justin, have you ever had it in a fucking root beer float? No, and it's fucking delicious, okay? It's so good. The only place you could ever use that would be in a root beer float. Yeah, <laughs> see, there you go. Or, or, or if you're making sarsaparilla or root beer bitters, but that's a different story. I, a number one, thing. number one, please stop. Number two, <laughs> I do have a serious question, completely off topic, 100% off topic, I'll admit to that. Listeners, Please, someone get back to me and tell me, does anyone make a caffeinated root beer? And the crickets. Okay, back to the vodka. Sorry. <laughs> they made us all stop like and years. think. As our eyes rolled into yeah. our heads, we're like, ooh, that's a good it's question. It's been me for two years. Great question, yeah. Now I should have made a root beer float instead of a chocolate martini, but hey, there it is. <laughs> I do think it's interesting the difference legally between vodka and gin is really gin just has to be quote unquote juniper forward. That's the only difference. And <laughs> also that's not enforceable. And I fucking love gin and I drink it way more than I do vodka. But it's just interesting how such a different thing, well, such a small such a seemingly small difference can make such a huge impact. Because you can, and going back to what Ali said about uh, purity of spirit and being odorless or whatever, you can definitely tell when you're smelling a vodka versus a gin versus a tequila versus, so uh, what was it? 
flavorless or no what, what was the word we said but anyway it has that it colorless odorless distinct vodka is distinct in you can fucking tell it's vodka yeah <laughs> i'm gonna drink now and shut up just less perfumey gin <laughs> just not quite as delicious gin <laughs> Interesting. So we've got a gin versus vodka thing going here. That's that's I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, well I did. I won yeah, both. No. Oh, Mindy and I. Mindy and I are in the gin page. Yep. <laughs> I'm in the gin and vodka page. I like both. I'm an industry. I love. I'm a lover of spirits. I'm very spiritual. Mm, very <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm I'm in the industry, so <laughs> vodka pays the bills. I mean that's. Oh. Uh, that's the, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that at conference, after conference, after conference, at retailer, after retailer, it's, it's vodka pays the bills. Like, I mean, that's, that is what it is. And it's, if you look at a cocktail menu, it may not be prevalent, um, especially in some of the higher end places or some of the places that actually curate their menus, but open a cocktail book, almost every, I shouldn't say almost every, that's a really bad way of saying it. Many, many, many cocktails, even whiskey based cocktails or other based cocktails have vodka in as a Let's throw this in extra because we have it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good you know. way to get boozy without overpowering all of the other ingredients. Like, say, with a whiskey or a gin, needing to really balance out the flavors of the individual spirit that you're adding. It just gives a boozy base, which <laughs> a lot of people really fucking enjoy. So it's probably one reason why it's super popular. Well, yeah, it's incredibly versatile, right? You can put it in anything because it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. So you still get that kick, but don't have to worry about the balance and the flavors clashing and la-di-da-di-da. I know. Vodka, in my opinion, is just like the ultimate basic white girl liquor, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're all thinking. (laughs) It is, right? Like, okay, I enjoy a good lemon drop as much as the next girl, but like, you know, as, as my taste has evolved, um, I don't stock it anymore. I will, I'll swap out vodka for gin, more flavor. But I mean, again, that's why it's incredibly popular because it's so versatile. Yeah. It really just, Oh God, now I'm thinking back again to those New York City days. Uh, <laughs> going out with a friend who was is still very, very tiny. And I am not very tiny. Um, and I could hold my liquor back then much better than I can now. And so people would always buy her drinks and I would go along with her and drink those drinks and make sure <laughs> she was okay. <laughs> One and only night I have ever had apple teenies and they bought her so many and I had to drink well I didn't have to but I drank them because let's be honest oh Jesus yeah I throw up in my mouth now but again free liquor and she had a good time I had a good time and it was fine but also I've never had an apple martini again but yeah any flavor that you want if you like candied green apples, but you want it alcoholic, add vodka, kids. <laughs> and by kids, I do mean everyone over 21 or 18 in 18, your where I am. Depending on the country, of legal drinking age in your country. Yeah. <laughs> but there is like a really interesting kind of um, across the whole spirits board that we're seeing coming, coming through is... Um, 
because like there's like you you get like different ways like for flavored vodkas like I personally, uh, I really hate the ones that are like really artificially just crap. I'd rather lick the bottom of my shoes or shit in my hands and clap. Like oh. one of those. And um, oh God, like just even thinking about it now is just like making me nauseous. But um, when you get like a really nice vodka and it, it has, again, it has its place and it has its purpose and very specific, but it's just flavored in a different way. So um, that's where a lot of um, kind of like different infusions kind of like you can macerate and stuff like that and you can get different characteristics coming through because legally it doesn't have to like, okay, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So um, where, where we are in Australia is where we've just gone through a huge gin boom. So it went from being nothing to being everything to having it be a very saturated market. Um, and so people are kind of now trying to figure out new ways to make old things exciting again. So that's where it comes through. Like I'm guilty of doing it with our Marita Chipotle vodka. So I'm poor and I live off beans and rice, but you know, I you are what you eat and you, you are what you drink. So I... <laughs> Myself and my husband created like a Chipotle vodka, but we did it in a um, more of like a culinary sense. So instead of like putting in artificial flavorings and stuff like that, we used our know-how of um, of gin distillation to then create flavor within the vodka with a very specific purpose. So it's specific purposes like Bloody Marys or we were seeing on like a lot of bartender exchange and stuff like that, that people were... <sighs> I don't want to call them idiots, but uh, a, a, a tequila bar and replace um, tequila with vodka in their margaritas. So I was just like, one, how dare you? And then two, okay, that, that says a lot about where the marketplace kind of is and where it's going. So when you create a very tailored kind of uh, purpose and stuff like that for a spirit and by kind of uh, like in categories, it's a flavoured vodka. And I'm doing that with the little hand quotation marks you um, take on that spirit and so I like to see a lot of those kind of like purposeful cocktail vodkas come in that aren't complete shit <laughs> if that makes any sense so still having like the whole like vodka definition and, and you have it in like kind of cocktails and stuff like that and it takes something that is so like, kind of like just average and just amplifies it to the next level. So I'm loving seeing a lot of that kind of stuff come in. I've seen a lot of, um, you can't really call it rum and stuff like that, it's just neutral cane spirit that's, um, is botanically infused. Um, but you're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff come in across the board as a new way of creating flavors in a neutral spirit. Um, and because uh, and this is where gin comes into it because it's like that it has to legally have juniper in there. So it, you're seeing a lot of people now getting like a lot more um, playful with that kind of structure of vodka, which is kind of cool to see it kind of come back in this new contemporary kind of way. So I find that really exciting, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> that was awesome. That was very passionate. And that's <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> you started to make me excited about vodka. Yes. Which is, which is hard to do. 
It's not easy. <laughs> um, Normally you think there's not much to vodka. Is It is what it is. But when you're <laughs> someone knowledgeable and passionate, it makes it exciting and fun and interesting. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, you like what you like. You can't help that. So it's... um. If you, if you have tried so many different vodkas and you don't like it, that's okay. <laughs> but if see, you try really once and you love it, that's exciting. And let's talk more. But so. I also feel like so many people don't try it. They, yeah. I, I see this more so with gin or whiskey. People saying, oh, I had a bad experience. I don't like it. Like yeah. 10 years ago, a decade ago, when they were in college and now they're in their 40s or 50s and they won't fucking try it because they had yeah. one bad experience. Come yeah, on, no. there's so much about gin and how someone spilt vermouth on him and now he just hates gin forever. Yeah, something like that. It's like <laughs> bullshit. Whereas, and I have turned people because at our shop, we have so many fantastic bottles available for customers to taste. So I can take them back into the tasting room and give them a couple of different tastes based on our chats and what I think they would like. I'll give them a couple different samples. Usually they walk away saying, oh my God, I didn't know gin could do this or I didn't know whiskey was like this. Same thing probably applies for vodka, I'd assume. A lot of people, probably several of ourselves included, just write it off as it's, basic bullshit. Yeah, Except I did that for so many years and I, I'm i an idiot for doing so. <laughs> I should just have you fun with it or just let yeah. someone who's like, you know, not going to fucking give me apple Smirnoff and leave me to die in a paddock. Yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds like <laughs> bad experience. Still went back to it later. Yeah. I mean, maybe you'll never have apple Smirnoff again. No worries. I will never have blueberry vodka ever again, but I will try other vodkas. <laughs> and as long as people keep an open mind and try different things, try new things, please just stay curious, experiment. It's, it's fun. It's fine. Thanks. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> I love this TED talk. <laughs> TED talk vodka. Got it. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anything else to say on vodka, Mindy? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm over the whole vodka thing. You know, the title of the episode was "Is vodka bullshit?" Yes, vodka is bullshit. Okay. Interesting. I'm done. Interesting. So we have one, <laughs> one person wrong. All right. Who else is vodka? Oh, oh. <laughs> sick burn. Yep. Well, Mindy, I know you have thoughts that we will expand upon about vodka and what other topic oh my goodness sex right you have to say it sex um <laughs> um In sex company sells. really come on yeah. no <laughs> but really but um but sex does sell right so it's always been a key marketing strategy especially in the sale of alcohol so um clever taglines are great but it, nothing beats a pair of boobs evidently so we're going to expand on that um, coming up here shortly. And I mean, vodka has very much so pushed the limits on uh, the use of sex and advertising. So we're going we're gonna to discuss that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's going to be the gals and I, we're going to deep dive into this very important, very relevant topic 
and hopefully blow the lid right on off of it. So stay tuned for that, Ramblers. Staying tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who's got our wrap up? Excellent. Well, it's Christmas and we're wrapping up. And <laughs> this present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vodka makes you clever. Uh, <laughs> 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 found. <laughs> I was waiting. Wa I wanted that to happen. So, yeah, first of all, like, thank you so much, Ramblers, for joining in and listening to us today. Uh, whether you agree, whether you don't agree, whether you've heard something today that's changed your mind. Um, let us know kind of what you think and kind of, yeah, it would be great to have you guys come back and listen to Swig and Ramble. And don't be, be sure. Um, <laughs> so be sure to join there. Um, yeah, follow them on, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, Spotify. When Spotify decides to work, sometimes. I mean, it's a yeah, bit I, of a bitch, but. I, I think we might be on iTunes just... at this point. I'm not really sure. I need to call the ghost of uh, the one guy. I forgot his name. It's the vodka. It's the vodka. It made me forget his name. Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is his name. Oh, Mindy, how about you bring us home, girl? Please. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want Grey Goose those motherfuckers thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time follow us at swig and ramble on instagram facebook and twitter for more fermented fuckery cheers